जय जय कुंज विहारीय जय राधमाधवा कुंज विहारीय हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे भगवान हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 रे हरे रामा रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा रे कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा 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 रे हरे हरे रामा हरे रामा 
Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Shila Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Shila Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Jaya Prabhu Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Prabhu Pada Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pada Shri Prabhu Pada Ki Jaya Oh, 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Today we are reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter No. 5, Prahlad, the saintly son of Hiranyakashipu, Text No. 14. Yatha Brahmyati Ayo Brahman Yatha Brahmyati Ayo Brahman स्वयं आकर्षासनिध चक्रपानेदृक्षया चक्रपानेदृक्षया 
Word for word, please repeat. Yatha, just as Brahmyati moves, Ayaha, Iron, Brahman, O Brahmanas, Swayam, itself, Akarsha, of a magnet, Sanidhau, in the proximity, Tatha, similarly, May. My Vidyate is changed. Chetaha Consciousness Chakrapane of Lord Vishnu who has a disc in his hand. Yadrichaya simply by the will. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. O Brahmanas teaches. As iron, attracted by a magnetic stone, moves automatically toward the magnet, my consciousness, having been, been changed by his will, is attracted by Lord Vishnu, who carries a disc in his hand. Thus, I have no independence. Purport. For iron to be attracted by a magnet is natural. Similarly, for all living entities to be attracted toward Krishna is natural and therefore the Lord's real name is Krishna meaning he who attracts everyone and everything the typical examples of such attraction are found in Vrindavan where everything and everyone is attracted by Krishna the elderly persons like Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Devi the friends like Sridham Sudama and other cowherd boys the gopis like Srimati Radharani and her associates, and even the birds, beasts, cows and calves are attracted. The flowers and fruits in the gardens are attracted. The waves of the Yamuna are attracted. And the land, sky, trees, plants, animals, and all other living beings are attracted by Krishna. This is the natural situation of everything in Vrindavan. Just contrary to the affairs of Vrindavan is the material world where no one is attracted by Krishna and everyone is attracted by Maya. This is the difference between the spiritual and material worlds. Hiranyakashipu, who was in the material world, was attracted by women and money, whereas Prahlad Maharaj, being in his natural position, was attracted by Krishna. In replying to Hiranyakashipu's question about why Prahlad Maharaj had a deviant view, Prahlad said that his view was not deviant for the natural position of everyone is to be attracted by Krishna. Hiranyakashipu found this view deviant. Prahlad said because of being unnaturally attracted by Krishna. Hiranyakashipu therefore needed purification. As soon as one is purified of material contamination, he is again attracted by Krishna.
Sarvapadi Vinirmuktam Tatparitvena Nirmalam. In the material world, everyone is contaminated by the dirt of sense gratification and is acting according to different designations. Sometimes as a human being, sometimes as a beast, sometimes a demigod or tree, and so on. One must be cleansed of all these designations. Then one will be naturally attracted to Krishna. The bhakti process purifies the living entity of all unnatural attractions. When one is purified, he is attracted by Krishna and begins to serve Krishna instead of serving Maya. This is his natural position. A devotee is attracted by Krishna, whereas a non-devotee, being contaminated by the dirt of material enjoyment, is not. This is confirmed by the Lord in Bhagavad Gita 7.28. Yesham tavantagatam papam jananam punyakarmanam te dvanva moha nirmukta bhajante mandridavrataha Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life whose sinful actions are completely eradicated and who are freed from the duality of delusion engage themselves in my service with determination." End quote. One must be freed from all sinful dirt of material existence. Everyone in this material world is contaminated by material desire. Unless one is free from all material desire, anya bhilashita shunyam, one cannot be attracted by Krishna. Om Gyanati Marandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Ulmintamiyanathasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna So Attraction to Krishna is our natural position as a jiva. That is being stressed here in this verse. That we are naturally attracted to Krishna, like the residents of Vrindavan are. For them, it is not something artificial. It is actually for our, all of us, it's not artificial, it is very natural and the residents of Vrindavan are, are demonstrating it. They are on the platform of you know, Raga Nuga Bhakti. So for them it comes very naturally. It's not they have to be trained uh, or through some extraneous means that devotion or bhakti has, come, has to come. It's coming naturally. Mother Yashoda's affection for Krishna, uh, the cows, the cowherd boys, various gopis, all of them are naturally serving Krishna out of love without any motivation. So there's no tint of any mundane motivation, uh, profit, adoration or distinction. So they just, just as the um, river flows to the sea, you know that song by Janavi, like a river to the sea, that's, that's called. So the our devotion is similarly meant to flow towards Krishna. And for the residents of Vrindavan, as the river goes to the ocean, their devotion goes to Krishna. And it is full of love and very strong emotions. So their bhakti towards Krishna is full of bhav, full of very strong emotions. Um, 
And such a position in the material world is very rare. Uh, in the spiritual world, it's not rare. There, everyone is naturally attracted to Krishna. Here, it's rare. Because this is, um, this is the land of people who are not attracted to Krishna. <laughs> so when you find someone who is attracted to Krishna, that's a very rare thing. Whereas over there, three-fourths of the kingdom of God, everyone is naturally. And the highest, the highest place abode is, as you know, Golok Vrindavan. So um, where the, the people see Krishna as Shamsundar, two-handed two form of God playing the flute um, and they engaging in his bhakti. Everyone there, as mentioned in the purport, from the grass to the trees, uh, to the rivers, everybody in the spiritual world, everyone is conscious. Whereas in the material world, um, matter by nature is, is dead, right? So there is, the, there is dandva, duality. So there is spirit and matter. Whereas in the spiritual world, everything is conscious, everything is spirit. And everyone is naturally attracted to Krishna, and as a result of their attraction, uh, they are rendering service to Krishna. So wherever there is attraction, there has to be service. Otherwise, there is no attraction. So if you are attracted to your spouse, a partner, or wife, then there will be service. Otherwise, it's just namesake. Uh, so attraction implies there is service, service, there is devotional service. So there everyone is serving Krishna in various ways, in various capacities, according to their, um, according to their nature, they are serving Krishna. So the furniture is serving Krishna by the Lord can sit, right? And um, the paraphernalia, we know, is the expansion of the Lord and is used in the service of the Lord. So in the material world, this is a very rare position, uh, but there it's very common. And this is the ultimate goal for us. Uh, this, to develop this attraction for Krishna is the be-all and end-all of our um, you know, devotional career. So we, have, we all have um, enrolled in the devotional career of chanting Hare Krishna, of love for God. Um, so that is our career in, in life. Actually, it's, a, it's supposed to be everyone's career. Um, so some have recognized, others haven't, to various degrees. So this is our career. Uh, all other careers are, are secondary and are meant to support this prime career of reviving our Krishna consciousness, our attraction for Krishna. And this is the ultimate goal. Um, and the example given here is of iron. So it says that iron is spontaneously attracted to a magnet, right? If you take a magnet and you point it, magnet is attracted to four or five metals. I think there's iron, steel, there's a few others. So you point the magnet to those metals and, and depending on the strength of the magnet, that object will just, just come towards the magnet. So similarly, uh, in our pure state, we are automatically drawn towards Krishna. Just like iron is, just like 
um, iron is drawn towards a magnet. So the question is then, um, how come we are not attracted towards Krishna? That might be on our mind. If Krishna is so attractive, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, full of beauty. Bhagavan means full of opulences. Um, and we are attracted by people who have opulences, right? Someone has a lot of money. People want to be around them. Someone is in, is in a powerful position. People want to do favors for them, um, be seen by them, hang around them. Um, someone's very famous. People want to be get get their selfie taken with the famous person. <laughs> um, someone is very renounced, like like famous monks. You know, Dalai Lama. Everyone wants to go close to him. Different monks. People are attracted by the renunciation. And then beauty also. Um, they're attracted by beautiful things, beautiful people. So Krishna has all op has all opulences. God has all opulences. Um, his holy names are very sweet. He has the most beautiful form. So how come people are not attracted to towards Krishna, towards God? And the answer is given in the Bhagavad Gita. In, in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. So there's that famous verse. Kama Esha, Kroda Esha, Rajo Guna Samud Bhava, Mahashano Mahapapma, Vidhi Enam Eha Vairanam. So there Krishna says, it is lust only Arjun, which is born of contact with the mode of passion and which is the all-devouring sinful enemy of the world. So this lust, karma, or material contamination is that which is coming in between us and Krishna. Just like with, uh, with iron, if iron is covered by rust, there's a lot of rust on the iron, then the attraction towards the magnet will be weak or might be non-existent, depending on the degree of rust that is on, on the metal. Right, so rust and... So when iron or steel comes in contact with rust, like you see, if you go to the ocean, you see these ships. Why would they paint the ships? They keep painting the ships so that oxidification doesn't take place, right? So when iron comes in contact with water and moisture, it leads to the formation of rust. And what does rust do? It makes the object look a bit rough, orangish, but also stru structurally renders it weak. So rust will weaken that object. And in due course of time, it even, the object, it, it, it even permeates. So we can see how, uh, in the same way, when we come in touch with um, matter, when we come in touch with matter, then our consciousness is similarly contaminated. So there's like rust on our consciousness. And then we are not attracted towards Krishna spontaneously. So this is the same thing, very nice example given here of iron and magnet, and that's exactly what's happening with us. 
Um, so we came in touch with the with karma, with matter, and that has contaminated our consciousness. Otherwise, our attraction towards Krishna is natural. So Prabhupada gives another example of a young boy and a girl, or even just a man and a woman, when they come in touch um, with each other, and then there's naturally there's some attraction. There's no training required, right? It just happens. So in the same way, um, we are naturally attracted to Krishna. There's no training required. But right now, because we are contaminated, um, we, we require some training. So that rust on the consciousness has to be removed. Right, Prabhuji? So when walls are dirty, first they have to be cleaned, right? And then you paint over them. So in the same way, uh, when there's something dirty, first it has to be cleaned. And then, um, yeah, so we, the contamination has to be removed. So the process of bhakti is to remove that contamination. So at this, at this time, we are in a contaminated state of being. All, all living entities in the material world are contaminated to various degrees. So in the next verse of the Gita, in the third chapter, Krishna says, Dhumena vriyate vanir yatha darsho malena cha yathol benavrito garbas tatha tanedam avritam So here, um, Krishna talks about the degrees of that contamination or the lust. He says, Dhumena vriyate. Dhumena means smoke, right? Dhum. Um, Avriyate is covered, vani fire, just like fire is covered by smoke. So we see the natural symptom of fire is there'll be smoke. Wherever there's smoke, you know there's fire. So yesterday I was driving, um, it's coming back from somewhere, and I could smell some smoke in the car. So I could tell there's a fire somewhere. And then after some time I, I saw the smoke coming and there was this. Someone was deliberately lighting a fire. They're clearing the land. So the the fire the um, fire covered by smoke is compared to the human being covered by lust. So, and then the other ex next is given as a mirror is covered by the dust. So that here the covering of lust is a bit more. So that refers to. Um, like the animals, their consciousness being covered by matter. So their consciousness is more covered. And then, as the embryo is covered by the womb. womb. So that's like the aquatic life, plant life. They are, they are further covered. So there's various degrees of contamination, or, or the consciousness you know, is covered to various degrees. And in the human form of life, um, you know, the consciousness is, is the least covered, right? So there's the most potential in the human form of life to take up to Krishna consciousness. Whereas in other forms, it's, it's virtually impossible. So even in the human forms, we are, we are covered to varying degrees by this karma. So the process of bhakti is to, is to purify um, 
is to purify this lust. And as Prabhupada mentions in the second paragraph, um, that in this material world, oops, people are attracted by money and women. So here, Prahlad Maharaj is speaking with Hare Krishna. Prahlad Maharaj is speaking with Hiranyakashipu. So Hiranyakashipu means one who likes a golden bread. <laughs> right, so that basically uh, signifies the, the mindset of the living entity of what's going on. So we see in this material world, uh, that's where the attraction is. And the, everyone's running after money, right? We, our whole life, we are studying for money and then we are working for it just to have a little bit of happiness. So people are working so hard in this world. Not by choice. Actually by choice. <laughs> That's why we are here. <laughs> so there's this verse, Pumsa Sriya, Mithuni bhava metam, tayor mitho hridaya granthi mahu, atho griya shetra sutapta vittay, janasya mohoyam aham mameti. So in the fifth canto it said, the attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, Children, relatives, and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. So, the jiva is in the material world, and then, and in, this is how the living entity is entangled. After identification, um, that uh, that identification is further uh, solidified by the attraction between the opposite sexes. And that's why Prabhupada is saying in the purport that people are attracted by um, money and women. So this is very natural for all of us because we have been associating with these things from time immemorial. And these things are very hard to give up. So the process of Krishna consciousness is uh, not to artificially renounce but to purify our uh, material desires. So everyone has material desires, we all have desires, right, which are um, against the service of Krishna. So we can see, as Prabhupada mentioning in the purport, in, in, just contrary to the affairs of Vrindavan is the material world where no one is attracted by Krishna and everyone is attracted by Maya. So we can see people are not attracted by God at all. Ved has, is there God education? Is there God conscious education in schools? No. There's no such education. Um, if you, in Australia, even if you mention the word God, you'll get in trouble. <laughs> Especially in politics. Like we saw the Premier of New South Wales, the previous Premier. He was a Christian. And the media really got on his case. Are you bringing the religious agenda here or 
in anything they would just question his faith. So we can see there's no attraction uh, towards God in this material world. And countries like Australia, New Zealand, and some countries in the West are very uh, against God. They don't want anything to do with religion. So we can see that in this material world there's no attraction. There's attraction towards sense gratification and they're, they're th saying that all the problems of this world is if we can um, enjoy sense gratification peacefully. But it doesn't work that way. So wherever there is material desire, there, as Krishna is saying, there has to be anger and greed. And then, yeah, so greed which turns into wrath, into anger in due course. And then there is conflict. So we can see that um, that's not possible in this world. So the purpose of the Krishna Consciousness Movement is to revive everyone's dormant attraction for Krishna. So right now, no one in this world is attracted towards God. So Prabhupada started this movement to attract people towards God. That's the, that's the purpose of this movement. So Prabhupada didn't open temples uh, just to make money. It's, the temples are there to uh, create a place, a place of pilgrimage where people can come and hear about Krishna. And in hearing about Krishna, we get purified. That is the process of purification. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, right? So the process of devotional service begins by hearing and chanting. So by hearing about Krishna, then we become purified. And it's about creating more opportunities for people to hear about Krishna. Because not everyone will come to the temple. Not everyone has the piety to come to the temple. So others have to be brought to the temple somehow. So the minds of the devotees have to be taxed how to bring them <laughs> if they're not coming. If they're not coming, then you've got to figure out what's, what's, why they're not coming and then how to bring them. And as Prabhupada says in the purport, Yeshantav Antagatam Papam, Chananam Punya Karmanam, Te Dvanva Moha Nirmukta, Bhajante Maam Dridavrataha. So we have to engage in Krishna's service with determination. And so how does that determination come? So as says that determination comes from pious activities. Um, so if you're not determined in bhakti, then we have to purify ourselves a bit more through pious activities. And what are those pious activities? Not digging a well or helping an old lady cross a road, which are all nice activities. One should do them. Um, but pious activities means to engage in Krishna conscious activities. These are pious activities. And these lead to agyata sukriti. And that's how then people begin to come to Krishna Consciousness. By hearing the holy name, by eating prasadam, and by coming in contact with Krishna Consciousness in any, in any way, shape or form. 
I remember in my um, in my early years when I was working before I was a devotee in my first corporate job before I became a brahmachari uh, in my lunch break back then I used to work on Collins Street in the Paris end and then for lunch I would go to Swanson Street sometimes and I still to this date I remember Keshava Prabhu doing Harinam back then there were just four devotees on the Harinam I clearly remember the Harinams were small it's not like today they're big so I remember there was Keshava Prabhu he was on his Mirdanga same style um, he was chanting I still remember those melodies <laughs> and there was Sandini Shakti there Sometimes there was Gopal Guru. So there used to be usually two men and two women. Um, and always Keshava Prabhu was leading. There wasn't any mic. And I would, I would quite often I would see them on the intersection of um, Swanston and Collins. So that's where I would see them and we would cross paths. And I, I used to wonder, what are they doing? <laughs> Don't they have anything better to do with their lives? They look happy though. <laughs> and I wasn't that happy, but I still used to think um, they don't have anything better to do. And, but that's just, just that brief association with the holy name. It just would be a fleeting two seconds. There wasn't any mic, so you could only hear the holy name when you went right past them. Before I would start hearing the, the kartals, ching, 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 and then the mirdanga sound would come. Then I would see the devotees in the midst of all these people. And just for one second I would hear part of the Maha Mantra and then you just walk away, right? Then I would see them after some time again, after many days. So this went on for some time. And here I am, so... <laughs> yeah, the holy name has had some effect. And also I, in my... I used to come here for prasadam sometimes when I would run out of money, <laughs> when my bank balance was a negative, then I would, I knew, okay, Hare Krishna temple, you get free meals. So I wouldn't come here, I would go straight up there, <laughs> confessing. And I would join the queue, uh, have prasadam. The Sunday feast, I used to come. So I used to have prasadam, and then one day Gopal Guru Prabhu approached me, and he gave me a Bhagavad Gita. He said, um, you've been, I've, I said I've, no, I've been noticing, you've been coming for some time. <laughs> yeah, why don't you read this book? So I, I took the book, I tried to read it, I couldn't understand anything. And then I disappeared for some time. So we can see by uh, the having prasadam, speaking with devotees, had some interactions, came across the holy name. In this way there is um, there's a Gyata Sukriti being created in the heart. And in, in due course of time, it, it fructifies, right? So it, it leads to further devotional service. And then it led me to get more serious. Material energy kept smashing me. The mercy of, uh, the thankless task of the material energy is to frustrate the living entity. So when... Um, who was it? Vyastev. Was it Vyastev? Who sat in meditation? Yeah, so it was Vyastev. Right? He sat in meditation 
And then he saw the Supreme Lord. Along with the Supreme Lord, he also saw the illusory energy. And he also saw that the thankless task of the illusory energy is to test the living entities, is to ensure that they are, um, that they are who, what they're claiming to be. Like we come here every day or once in a while and we bow down to Krishna and say, I'm your, I'm your loyal servant. Um, I'll render pure devotional service to you. And we make all these big, big claims to Krishna. And we might even verbalize it, which is nice. We should do, we should do that. Uh, then the material energy yoga says, all right, let me test you. You have suddenly, you have come here and made all these claims <laughs> about who you are. You're claiming to be elevated devotee. Okay, now let's test you. And then the, the thankless task of the illusory energy is to test us, is to test our sincerity of purpose. Because in the spiritual world, only pure devotees can go there, where there's no contamination. Just like if you want to buy gold, right? You want to buy 99.9999%, right? You want pure 24 karat gold. There's no contamination. So in the spiritual world, there's no, there's no contamination of any selfish desire. So Maya is, is testing us how to be, uh, whether we are sincere in purpose or not. That's the job of Maya. And on, on the, the second job of Maya is, al is also uh, forgetfulness of Krishna, because this is what we desired. So we desired to forget Krishna, that's why we're here. And then we, when we want to go back to Krishna, Maya is testing our sincerity. So as it stated here, stated here, the purpose of our life is to develop this attraction for Krishna. And then, um, if we are not attracted to Krishna, then we should f figure out why I'm not attracted and how I can get attracted. Not to get sidetracked. It's like sometimes people ask, did the jiva fall from the spiritual world or he was always here? <laughs> Like, what's the point of this question? Or, or to really get stuck into it. Sometimes, you see, devotees get stuck into it. And there's like, keep on debating and debating and debating, and there's so many Facebook forums dedicated to that. Okay, now you're here. It's like, how do I get out of here? It's like you're standing on a cliff um, of the ocean, and then somehow you fall in the ocean. You feel a push. Maybe whether a kangaroo kicked you or somebody pushed you a human or just the wind blew you over. Now you've, you've, you've fell in the ocean. Now your first concern should be to come out of the ocean, not, not to remain there. <laughs> and if it's sitting in the ocean, the, per the person is saying, hey, you know, how did I fall here? Was it a kangaroo who kicked me or? the wind and it was 100 knot wind speed or whatever. How did I fall here? The first concern should be, how do I get out of here? And I'll figure that out later, once I'm out of here. 
So in, in the same way, um, is we should try to remain focused on um, our bhakti processes and not try to get sidetracked by so many diversions or so much noise. Because in this, in this world, there's so much noise going on. It's noise in the form of um, prajalpa and, and um, criticizing others and just, you know, following the rules and regulations just to follow the rules and regulations. So we, we purify ourselves through the process of bhakti and in bhakti there are rules and regulations. Whereas in spontaneous devotional service, there's no rules and regulations as I mentioned at the start. But in the beginning, rules and regulations are required because we are following the process of vaidhi, sadhana, bhakti. Therefore, there are certain do's and don'ts. They're rules. Just like we're living in this world, there's rules. There's certain do's and there's certain don'ts. If you do the don'ts, then you get in trouble with the authorities. Uh, so in the same way, in, in the process of bhakti, uh, there's rules and regulations which are outlined in the nectar of devotion. <clears throat> so for us, the rules and regulations are chanting 16 rounds as a minimum and following the four regulative principles. Because these regulative principles are principles of freedom. In the beginning, the rules and regulations seem um, too much, right? There's too much work. There's too much imposition. I hear that a lot from new people. Uh, there's too many rules, Prabhu. <laughs> you have to come to temple, bow down. Um, following the four regulative principles is enough. And then there's ekadasi and there's so many other rules. There's too much. How long should I do this? I've done it for so many years. It's never, it just doesn't end. <laughs> but these rules are there um, to purify us and to bring us to a natural state. And as one progresses in Krishna consciousness, the rules stop becoming an inconvenience. They, they, they become like natural. So we should learn to be attracted to Krishna, uh, but not in a negative way. We see the attraction of uh, Kamsa. Kamsa was also attracted to Krishna, but Kamsa was attracted out of fear. We see Shishupal was attracted out of enmity. Right. So our attraction, uh, devotional, it, uh, devotional service is when there is <coughs> Uh, service rendered without, without any uh, motivation, which is continuous, but is also favorable, right? So our service to Krishna needs to be uh, favorable. When it is in a favorable state of mind, then that is considered to be devotional service. So Kamsa, Kamsa was fearful of Krishna because he heard that the eighth child of Devaki will kill me. And therefore he was always in a constant state of fear. 
So he was also attracted to Krishna. He had very strong attraction towards Krishna. So much so that all the time he was thinking about Krishna. Narad Muni says he was thinking of Krishna all the time, 24 by 7. But unfavorably. Um, Shishupal was also thinking, but he was very envious. He was thinking how to blaspheme Krishna all the time. So such, uh, such kind of absorption is, is unfavorable. So our absorption to Krishna has to be in a favorable state of mind. And that comes through uh, rendering devotional service in the association of devotees. Because devotees teach us how to render service to Krishna in a favorable state of mind. So with that, we'll end here and see if you have any uh, questions or comments or corrections. Yes. No, then it's not selfless, it's not pure devotional service. Um, so pure, pure devotional service means there is no, there's no consideration of personal gain whatsoever. Right, so like no consideration at all. Uh, sometimes, yeah, we are, we are usually motivated if there's something in it for us. Uh, and that is the beginning stages of Krishna consciousness. Like, I remember sometimes I would pray to, to God to get um, good results in my exam. <laughs> in India it's very common. <laughs> Before there's any exam, you go to the temple. The temples are busy, you know. <laughs> when, there's, when there's some major exams or the temples are busy. Uh, there's some relationship issues, we approach Krishna. Um, we approach God to remove our problems. That's okay, but, uh, I, but in the higher stages, that's, that's not necessary. Because Krishna knows what's going on in our heart. Krishna, Krishna can cease. Krishna is seated as the super soul. Um, and he knows exactly what's going on, and he can take care of it. Krishna knows what's best for us. Um, so yeah, in, in the, it's not pure devotional service, but if we keep engaging in, in the regulative principles of devotional service, in due, t in due course of time, we will get purified. And that is a start. Everyone has to start somewhere. So that's a start. So your question is, if we are rendering service to get the mercy, yeah. is that, is that? That's what I find a lot of the service, you know, is that you will get this mercy, you will get that mercy, and I find people are really motivated to serve them. But, um, you know, like the fruits are a little different. <laughs> yeah, it depends what kind of mercy they're talking about. Krishna. Yeah, Krishna's mercy. So the question is, is it pure devotional service or not? So in, in pure devotional service, um, 
one doesn't need to be convinced of of Krishna's mercy, one will do it regardless, right? But in the beginning stages, yes, okay. Um, if that's what motivates us, then that's good. That's good. It's a, it's a, it's a very good start. So if, if we are doing it to get the mercy of Krishna and we are trying to do it selflessly, that's, that's actually a very elevated stage of, of Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Anything else? Mahatma Prabhu. How to improve chanting? How to improve chanting? Yes. So you want pure love for Krishna. Yeah. That is the easiest way. By listening to the mantra, which is which is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> Simply by listening attentively. Right? It is when we recite the ten offenses to the holy name, right at the end we say one should pay attention. And from inattention all the other offenses they then they sprout up. So by trying to be attentive to the Mahamantra. That's that's my understanding, how to improve chanting. And to do that, a lot of adjustments might be required. Maybe if you're doing it in the evening, then do it in the morning. If morning is, morning is more favorable to chanting more attentively. Um, do it when one is clean, you know, after taking a bath. In a, in a sacred place, come to the temple. If you can't come to the temple, then a sacred place in the house. So there's various adjustments one will have to make to chant atten attentively. Maybe read more. Uh, reading more also helps to chant attentively. And um, yeah, in, in, in various ways. Association of devotees. So by hearing properly. Someone had a question here? Yeah. Uh, it is said that we should not approach to the Lord for material desire. So can we approach to the Lord for spiritual desire? Can you give an example? Uh, uh, Lord will uh, help me to serve, uh, help me to chant better. Uh, like let's say sometimes there are issues, like so many issues happens in life, on job front, family front. So, uh, oh Lord, please help me overcome so that I can serve you better. So all these questions come, so uh, how we should go about it? Yeah, so Dhruva Maharaj, he he approached Krishna. Um, he wanted to have kingdom greater than his father, right? So he approached Krishna with uh, the Lord with material motivations. But the beauty of serving Krishna is that regardless of our motivation, uh, we get purified. So it's okay to approach Krishna with any motivation. It's not one should not like look down upon someone if they're approaching Krishna with any motivation, that's fine. But the, the point is they're approaching Krishna, that's, that's the thing, right? So whether one is full of material desire, no material desire, right? One should approach Krishna, Tivrena Bhakti Yogena. 
So by approaching Krishna, we get purified. And then if you're a devotee, and you're facing some challenges, yes, you can go to the deities and ask, um, you can make a prayer, how can I, how do I deal with this situation without losing my uh, focus, Krishna consciousness? How can I serve you in this situation? And how can I see this situation, this adversity as a blessing? Ultimately, it's a blessing, right? Uh, um, even the chastisements of Krishna are his the chastisement of Krishna is also Krishna's love. So Krishna punishes the demons, right? Krishna comes to the material world to, to punish the demons. And that punishing of the demons is also an aspect of Krishna's love. Just like a parent has to chastise their children. Like, um, I think all, most of you are parents in this room, I can see, or soon to be. Um, so uh, you, you, you do correct your children, right? And that correcting the children is also love. That is another aspect of your love. Love manifested through showing anger. So in the same way, Krishna is also um, purifying us through either directly, like the demons, Krishna chastised them directly, killed them directly. They got benefit, they got liberation, though a different kind of liberation, but they still got benefited. So in the same way, um, any personal adversity is also Krishna's mercy. So we, sometimes we join Krishna when thinking, we'll just have a good time. <laughs> I'm joining, then all my problems will go away. I'll become peaceful. I'll live happily ever after. I'll have a nice wife, nice car, nice house, I have nice children, no family issues, good health. It doesn't work that way. You're in the world of Dukhalem Ashashvatam, right? You're in the place of misery. And misery is meant to come. Sorry to say this at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> but that's the fact. That's the fact of the matter, right? Uh, so for a devotee, any, any adversity is seen as the mercy of Krishna for purification. Okay, that doesn't mean you, you don't have to do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. And if still things happen to you, then it's the, this is Krishna's way of purifying you. So rather than blaming Krishna, one has to think, okay, what is Krishna trying to teach me here? What's the lesson for me? And that, that adversity could also be um, a way to come closer to Krishna. It's like I was reading this book, <clears throat> my spiritual master gave me, he asked me to read this book. Krishna protects his devotees. So when I saw him last in New Zealand, he gave all the devotees in that yatra that book, including me. And he said, you all should read this book. And that, that book, Krishna Protects His Devotees, is about the struggles of the Ukrainian devotees, currently those who are going through conflict, how they have been displaced. 
some have lost their lives, uh, their entire life is upended, they don't have a place to live, there's no money, they are refugees. So some are separated from their families, the men are fighting on the front, you know, the women are in another country. Very, very challenging situation. So in that book, I think Niranjan Swami, Radhana Swami, Devamit Swami, this is basically lectures. And uh, the main point is that they're saying, you, they're preaching to those devotees, you can even use such adverse circumstances to bring you closer to Krishna by intensifying your remembrance of the Lord and by taking more shelter. Then what is seemingly such an ad adverse situation is more, brings you closer to Krishna. So if we can approach the Lord in that mood, pray in that mood, please show me how this is, this situation is for my purification and bring you closer. Then that's a nice desire to have. You can say, please show me how, how I can come closer to you th through this situation. That's my, you know, tiny realization. Oh yeah. We are Krishna made us naturally attracted to him. So where the bullet you know will love comes Where's the free will? Where's the free will that's already ingrained in us? Yeah, yeah, okay. Good question. Actually this is a point I forgot to cover. Thus I have no independence. Uh yeah, we we do have free will. It's not that we don't have free will. But once we choose which energy we want to be, then you have no independence. So if we can choose to be in Maya, or we can choose to be um, remembering Krishna. Right? You got two choices. There's two rivers flowing. And once in your in a river, has anyone been in a strong river where the current is very strong? Has anyone been swept away in a river? You have been? You know what it's like, right? <laughs> you don't have much control. You're, you're at the mercy of the river, where you're going to end up. It's like if you go to, when I went to Rishikesh, Haridwar, um, to go in the Ganges, you have to hold the chains. If you don't hold it, you'll go. <laughs> so it's like that. We, we have free will. The jiva always has free will. Krishna does not take our free will. We, we have the freedom to choose what we want to do. Um, whether we want to serve Krishna or we want to serve the illusory energy. That much freedom we have. Once you have chosen, then you're going to be swept away. So there is, um, if you choose to be in Krishna's service, then you will be swept away by service. It's like when you come here, there's always someone will be ringing you. Prabhu, can you do this? Can you come here? <laughs> can you come to this program and help? The phone will be ringing all the time. <laughs> because you have chosen to be here. 
So if you leave this place, and then you'll get a call from your boss, can you work extra? Um, your friends will call you, can you come to this party? Can, can you help out here? Can you help out there? So you have a choice. Once you have chosen, if you have chosen to be in Maya, then you'll be swept away by the waves of Maya. So if you've chosen to be in Krishna's association and devotees, you'll be swept away by that. So our choice is to which, which river you want to remain in, the Bhakti river or the Maya river. That's our choice. And devotees are, are there in the Maya river, sitting on the rocks of the river to catch those who are floating down, <laughs> just to pull them out. That's, that's what Prabhupada has, um, Prabhupada has asked all of us to do that, in to, to, vary, to whatever capacity we can do it, based on our personal circumstances. All right, it's uh, getting late. Don't want to hold you up. Prashadam time. Krantra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.